for the touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that, time jerks. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs on uh, yet another victory edition of the podcast. We've become very familiar with these for five of the last six weeks. And since I'm still at work, can't cook a steak for a victory steak. That's right. That's all right, man. I mean, look, four four straight wins going into bye. Um, considering where they were, um, you know, after they started the season two and three, you can't ask for anything more than really than what they've done. Um, yeah, dude. Started from Tennessee, now they're here. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, look, I, I'm not. I haven't been a big believer and a big and a big proponent of pushing the narrative of this is a lot like the 2019 team. But when you see the because because the offense isn't playing as well as the 2019 team did. No. But when you're talking about the offense, when you're talking about the struggles, and obviously in 2019, Patrick Mahomes' injury, um, you know, played a role in that. Although they did go one and one in those games, um, and they didn't embarrass themselves in that loss to the Packers when he was still out. But they were six and four. They hadn't been setting the league on fire. The difference was. I don't think that people had the expectations that they did for this team because that team had never been to a Super Bowl. That team had never won a Super Bowl. That team hadn't gone back to a Super Bowl. That team didn't have the track record that this team did. And so I think that magnified the slow start this year and the fact that they were sitting there at three and four, you know, four and five, um, or sorry, sorry, three and four, you know, coming off that, that loss to the Titans, you know, and had been, you know, below 500 at one and two and two and three earlier in the season. But the way that defense is playing, man, I mean, it's look, I know that Tyron Smith was out at left tackle. I know that Amari Cooper didn't play. I know that um, CeeDee Lamb went out, but, uh, you know, with a concussion. But, I mean, Zeke Elliott had nine carries for 32 yards. They had 82 yards rushing total. Dak never made did any damage with his legs. Um, they averaged 4.3 yards of play, which is two yards of play less than their NFL best average coming in. You got to give you give it up to this defense, man. They're playing lights out. Yeah, no, I mean, the Chiefs defense from where they were earlier in the season to where they are now. I mean, there was a couple of times, though, that I was a little disappointed in the rush that I think they could have got themselves off the field a couple of times. But I'm OK with being disappointed on a couple of plays versus an entire game with right. 70 some plays. So, I mean, yeah, no, like the defense, I mean, they they've helped carry this team on a lot of uh, a lot of aspects to kind of keep this team in it and help them get to the win that they have. We've given the offense opportunities. I mean, the key part for the Chiefs coming down the stretch here is be able to maintain that defense, get healthy here in the bye week and then have the offense figure out who's going to be the who's going to be the number 3 option in their in their scheme and just and figure out how to get that tackle thing righted. They need Deang back as much as possible and they need Kyle Long to get back as much as possible because that offensive performance today was underwhelming a handful of times. Yeah, and, and we'll get to that, but but I want to focus on the defense. Well, let's start with the positive. I mean, look, the Melvin Ingram addition, you know, he's he's not putting up gaudy numbers. All right. But one thing that I think gets lost with this run defense is, and, and you and I have been big proponents of Frank Clark. Um, through the years that he does, he is very good at setting an edge and he's better at run defense and it's not something that's sexy and it's not something that people talk about. And frankly, it's not something that he got that massive contract for, right? He didn't get the massive contract for setting the edge and stopping the run. He got it so he could rush the passer and get sacks. I get all that, 
but that is an element of the game that he brings that helps a team win. Melvin Ingram can do a lot of those things too. Uh, you know, like taking on blockers, you know, creating a pile, crashing down when, when, when his player pulls and making plays on the backside. But I will still say that if Melvin Ingram's presence does nothing more than have Chris Jones at defensive tackle more, it makes the defense immeasurably better no matter what. And we saw that tonight. Yeah, I mean, Chris was going to have a day. I mean, given their guard situation, he was going to have he was going to have a good time. So, <clears throat> I mean, for Chris to do what he did at the three-tech spot, like we've talked about on this podcast many times, that's who that guy is. That's where he's dominant. That's where his, his, <clears throat> his rush moves, like, shine. Because guards and centers can't handle that. He can split a double team there. He just <clears throat> his athletic ability doesn't show up at defensive end. And it's not elite at defensive end. That's not a knock on him. That's just who that guy, that's just where his skill set lies. And so for for the Chiefs overall, anytime you can put Chris Jones at the three tech, have a healthy Frank Clark and give Melvin Ingram at least half the snaps, if not more. I mean, you you have a chance to really, really dominate a football game. Yeah, and and look, I mean, CD. It's not like CD Lamb was tearing the Chiefs up. You you talked about he was the one guy they couldn't let get free deep. When we were previewing this game. He had three catches for fourteen yards before he left. You know, shortly after halftime with the injury. So, I mean, it's not like they weren't doing a great job against CD Lamb to begin with. I mean, that defense played well from start to finish. And look, you you line up with the guys you got, and, and the Chiefs' defense was just dominant uh, up and down today. I mean, I, when you look at the the shutout they pitched the second half against uh, the Tennessee Titans and then what they've done the last four games, you, you can no longer say, yeah, but, yeah, but it was only against Daniel Jones and the Giants. Yeah, but, you know, it was only against Jordan Love. They've done this at Las Vegas, you know, against, against a decent, um, you know, offense. Um, and then they did it to the Cowboys, you know, and, and look, I mean, it's not like this was, uh, you know, a, a terrible team. I mean, Mike, Michael Gallup was still in there. They did have their two running backs. Um, look, the chiefs got it done. And, and it, this is not one of those games where I felt like after the chiefs got up 16 to three, uh, other than the, when, when they forced the field goal after that ball went through Travis Kelsey's hands for the interception and were able to keep it at 16 to six, I never really thought the chiefs were going to lose the game from that point on. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm, I felt nervous the entire time, but that's because I'm a pessimist. pessimist right. well, person. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's sad that I'm the ray of sunshine and hope in this podcast, but <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm always, I'm always used to life sweeping the leg out from under me. So I've just learned to, I've just learned to expect that at all times. But I mean, look, and, and again, special teams contributed. Uh, Byron Pringle, I thought, was fantastic um, it, on kickoff returns. Um, you know, I mean, Mike Hughes had a nice nine-yard punt return there. Um, you know, and, and the pooch punt. I was a little nervous when they were going to try to to kick that, uh, you know, that fifty-two-yard field goal or whatever it would have been, um, just because you know Butker already missed one and he missed the extra point, and um, and, and then you know great call by, by Dave Tobe to have him do the little pooch punt and pin him deep and, and put it on the defense, which was playing well. It, this is a different team than 2019. Um, you know, 
but I, I think that this team, especially if the offense gets a few things figured out and gets healthy on the bye, like you talked about, if, if Lucas Niang can come back or, or if Kyle Long can solidify that right tackle spot, um, this is a team that I think um, could win the AFC again. I really, I really truly believe that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the, the key for them right now is Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey getting healthy. Like those, those are the two most important things that that offense needs to be able to stay clicking. People keep talking about, oh, they run two shell, they run this, they run that. It, it doesn't matter. If those guys are healthy, they'll be able to get open. Like, I mean, yes, do you need a, would you like a third option, whether it's Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, John, you know, Josh Gordon or Byron Pringle? Yeah, that, that would be great. But I mean, at the end of the day, like it's, it just comes down to you need all those guys to get healthy and stay healthy right now. So that's, like, I mean, you look at Tyreek Hill, he's at a quad ankle and then he showed up with a groin injury this week. <laughs> I mean, and you see him limp sometimes at the sidelines, like he's playing through stuff. He's able to, but that's the toughness that Tyreek Hill has always shown. So in, in that regard overall, I mean, the chiefs, they, you know, they, there isn't, there's very few teams that need a buy more than the chiefs do right now. So that's why I'm happy that they get the week to rest, heal their bodies up, do what they got to do to recover and then just find a way to go down the stretch and just win at, win out. Um, speaking of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, first rushing touchdown of, of the, the season here. Um, he did, uh, you know, did draw a taunting penalty after it or during it. Um, and, and look, Trey Smith had, I, I'm assuming that he expressed his displeasure to the referees about the holding penalty that was called on him and compounded it. Yeah. by getting the unsportsmanlike penalty. Then you had the Rashad Fenton incident where he got his helmet ripped off and then uh, um, had a few things to say uh, in the direction of some Cowboys players. Um, any problem with that? I mean, obviously, um, you know, they got it under control in the second half, but those are the kind of things that, that could cost me. I was really surprised, and I'm not entirely sure on the rule, but, you know, they said that Edwards Hilaire's pointing came after the touchdown. It actually came at the one yard line. I was worried they might say that it happened before the score and make it first and goal from the 16 there. Um, you know, so it didn't end up being as punitive as you would hope, but obviously the Trey Smith penalties, you know, proved to be drive killing. Um, do you like seeing that emotion or, or is that, uh, you know, you gotta, do you, do you need to see a little more discipline from the chiefs? Unfortunately, look in the old NFL and the NFL that I like, that's completely fine. It is what it is. But I mean, with the way they're trying to change the game and go through the growing pains of changing the game, the way that they see fit, um, then, you know, that's, they're, they're going to accessibly call it and they're going to, they're going to overdo it just because they're trying to change the culture of the game and how they want it to go. But here's the problem. Like whenever teams, whenever teams make interceptions, guess what? They all run down to that end zone and, do the little, you know, Coors Light or Bud Light cam or whatever they did. And so players have done that more and more like that. That's the stuff that delays the game. That's the stuff you need to, that's the stuff that you can take away and do without if you want to have a more efficient game. But I'm sorry, but like some of those, some of those quote unquote taunting penalties and I'm, I'm it's, it's ruining the game in some regard. And the amount of penalties that they have in general is just getting obnoxious in the game because I can't, I can't enjoy a play anymore because I have to wait 40 seconds to see if they're going to throw some, some bogus, you know, penalty. And I mean, it, it is 
today was a poorly officiated game across the board for both the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And John Hussey is a name I now have to remember as well. Um, he's going to be added on my discussion. Uh, he's going to be uh, he's going to be on my referee list of guys I need to remember going down the road. And like, I'm sorry, but like the fact that they missed the face mask in the moment, like I mean, that's on them. That's your incompetence. Own that. You know, but to, but to be like, hey, after further discussion, that looks like that looks like it's fixed. Like that that things like that are what cause problems in the integrity of the game. NFL has a bigger problem than they realize with penalties, and they look more and more incompetent in each and every game and take away from the joy and, and the ratings that they could have with sloppy officiating. You know how you fix some of that? It's this thing called a sky judge. Amazing idea. How about you worry about that instead of worrying about the taunting? But hey, what do I know? I just want to help you make more, more and more money. Tell me so, how you really feel. Nick. So stick that in your suggestion box. <laughs> Look, I will say at least Fenton earned his. Um, I feel like they could have let Trey Smith go. I don't think anybody that wasn't immediately in on all the fairness, field... we don't know what he said. <laughs> so well, but I, I don't I mean, think you. I don't think you said say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> no, but but no one in the stadium and no one you know um, at home knows what he said either. Um, you know, so um, I, I get. The, the, the Clyde Edwards Hilaire one was, was uh, I mean, anytime you do something in the direction of an opponent, they're calling it this year. So it is what it is. But and the, and the Fenton one got intense real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, Fenton earned his. But uh, I, I mean, when you look at the face mask grab before that, I think, you know, I'm not surprised that he was a little fired up and earned his the way that he did. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was back. Um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, he had what? 63 yards rushing on, on the 12 carries. So a 5.3 yard average, you know, obviously wasn't as much of a factor in the passing game as Daryl Williams was the week before. But um, I mean, look, they fed him early. He got going early. Um, you know, I mean, did, did you, did, did you like what you saw from, from Clyde Edwards Hilaire? I'm going to be, I'm going to be blunt. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say it in a nice way. There, there wasn't a drastic difference with him out there. I mean, it helped in some of the pass catching things underneath could help in the screens a little bit, but in terms of running, it just, it didn't jump out at me the way that, that you would hope for a first round uh, draft pick coming back from injury. So it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, they're just not going to be dynamic at running back this year. And that that's going to cost them a lot of opportunities to really have some explosive plays with the way defenses are playing. So that's, that's something the off season they're going to have to really, invest in along with wide receiver and defensive line. Those are the three things they're going to have to go out of their way to truly invest in. And there's some other spots, but we'll wait till January on that. Um, but those February, those February, we'll wait till February. Well, in all fairness, people ask me every week, so I really don't have to wait. <laughs> no, but um, look, I mean, I think the chiefs having a healthy Clyde Edwards Hilaire are, are, I think that makes them better. Um, than not having a healthy Clyde Edwards Lair. And and look, Mick Schaefer got to talk to him one on one after the after the game on Sunday. So um let's play that interview and hear from Clyde Edwards Lair talking to KSHB 41 sports director Mick Schaefer. Clyde Edwards Lair joining us after this Chiefs victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, don't point at me, Clyde. Don't I'll throw a flag on you. Okay. Don't point <laughs> at me. All right? Don't do it. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> you look What's shocked that? to see that flag. Man, more than shock, bro. It's, it's, it's one of those things that you're still trying to get used to. And and even knowing that it's, 
it's week 11. You know, it was it's kind of hard for me. I've been out. I've been out, been out about five weeks. So, I mean, just the excitement and this it's just it's just one of those things. Coach Reed is always uh, telling us, you know, let your personality show on the field. But that's that's one of those things at the, at the time I let I let a little bit much a uh, li- little too much show. So uh, ended up costing us 15 yards. But book ended up uh Forty-eight-yard PAT, right? I never seen one that far back. (laughs) That was crazy. Uh, But I mean, yeah, it's 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 excusable, right? Because you've been out for so long. How good did it feel to get back in the end zone? Man, it's not even really about the end zone. It's 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 really just being out there with my brothers, and 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 that's the that's the thing that that a lot of people really don't get. I mean, you have a they don't they really don't understand. It's it's an NFL team. It's really not that many guys in the in the building and everybody, you know, they may seem like, oh, it might be 100 and 200 dudes walking around that building, but, you know, it's really, you know, active. It's, it's, it's really like 50 of us. And, and once you, once a guy is missing, you kind of know and, and, and you can kind of tell. So um, just, just really being out there, man, with the guys, just, you know, it's, it's really last year, especially with, with COVID, really the only, the only guys that I, I, I really know in the city. So uh, hmm. just my team, man. And, 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 it's it's more than you know just the game for me you know it's it's really just being out there and and really being able to showcase you know what what I do from my life and and it felt good being out there with them man. All right, so tell me about that uh, mosh pit dance we saw on the sideline with like Eric Bieniemy in the middle of like you and Kelsey and Mahomes. You're you're bouncing your offensive coordinator around. What, what's uh to tell me about that? Uh, man, it was, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that EB e- e- is a, a very fiery um, coach and, and everybody knows that. And uh, it takes a, a special group of individuals to be able to to be able to, to hone in and really understand the things that, that, that EB is trying to get uh, get across. So um, just that just that mosh pit of actions, it was, you know, obviously after the touchdown. So, I mean, people can kind of figure out, you know, where it was going, but ended up you know, becoming uh, something that was more inspiring and, and, and helpful for the offense instead of uh, something to kind of point fingers and, and, and dumb down the moment. Yeah. All right, almost five yards per rush today uh, for the Chiefs. Felt like you guys really imposed your will for the most part today. Would you, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, most likely. Uh, most definitely as far as when, it, when, the, when the opportunity showed itself. Uh, those times, you know, that we needed to run the ball or get those – Hard nose, four, five, six yards. You know, we were able to just kind of make it happen. Uh, you know, there were some penalties, some some bad penalties here and there, um, some some stuff that that, that could have been avoided. But uh, you know, you, you, you take it with a grain of salt, roll on the next play, and then uh, you know try to try to become successful on the next. One. So that's pretty much what it was. Trying to trying to force whatever we could until they until they you know do some otherwise. What's what's been the deal with your defense these last four weeks? Another uh, standout performance today. Man, uh, the last three weeks I've been able to watch them on TV. So it's you know you it's, had a it's, great it's, seat, right? Exactly, exactly, and that's that's always uh, that's always different watching on TV. Um, man, it's just like everybody's kind of it's it's that meshing period, you know, and it's it's, it's starting to click at the right time. Uh, you know, some things are just kind of. Uh, I was just just not tightened up. I would say early in the season, and I would say the same the same for the offense and pretty much just us as a as a group and an organization. Just to think, some things just need to get tightened up, and and obviously, you know, uh, as far as the defense show, you know, they they're, they're getting those things, those loose ends tightened up, and 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 it's obviously showing against a, a great offense uh, that, that came here today. 
All right, at risk of you doing the swagger back dance, because we've seen just about everybody do it on the Chiefs team. Does it feel like last year you kind of get that same, does it feel like that same kind of energy mojo that you had last year in the in that run of the Super Bowl? As far as for me, man, being uh being game one back, you know, just swagger back. I I I would say for me it feels that way. And I know just watching the last game. Um, once you once you see guys just kind of clicking on clicking all cylinders, you 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 feel the same way Trav felt, you know, during that interview, and and everybody feels that way, and and, and you can tell. So it's a great way to kind of have those building blocks of two weeks to kind of you know back to back, and now we everybody gets to kind of you know relax going into this going into this off uh, off week, and then hit it hit it full speed ahead. Yeah, um, Chris Jones did it today on national television. He wasn't near as good as Kelsey doing the swagger back. Uh, Kelsey's the best we've seen so far. Uh, hey, lastly here, what are you going to do for the bye week? I'm sure you're, oh, you're tired of having off weeks, but at least, you know, you got you know, you to rest that body. Uh, if you could guess, I'm going back home and I'm going to do a little duck hunt. Yeah. So, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't yeah, know what season it was in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's duck season. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go out, go go back home, do some duck hunting. And then, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice duck hunting up here, but I don't, I don't really have the, the, the tools and or, you know, the people to, to get around and see the land. So I'll just go back home and, and, and handle it for, for this bye week. Well, that sounds awesome. Clyde, we appreciate the time. Nice game today. All right. Appreciate it. So, uh, Nick, I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to go hunting. Are you going to be in a blind somewhere um, hunting duck or, or, you know, sitting up, you know, um, hunting deer over the bye week? How are you going to spend your week away from Chiefs football? Um, well, I'm never away from Chiefs football. Just know that. They may not. They may not be doing it. They may not have a game this week, but that doesn't mean I won't be watching coaches film relentlessly. I'm and saying- I, I don't have my. I don't have a blind per se, but I have a. Uh, I have a little curtain that I can put over my window, and it feels like I'm in complete darkness. I I enjoy that sometimes while watching coaches film. All right, all right. Well, you enjoy and I that. put my and I put my phone on silent. So whenever you call me twelve times, no, I'm kidding. You, Todd actually doesn't call me that much, but other people do. <laughs> um. I put that All right, so mode. Chiefs are seven and four. They got a half game lead on the Chargers. Um, you know, hit at the bye week. Um, when you look at the rest of the AFC, and we can talk about this more later this week, but look, the Titans still still number one seed if the playoffs started today, but they've lost to the Jets and the Texans. Man, I know that they housed the chiefs when they were down there in Nashville, I know that they beat the bills, but I, they don't feel like the favorite in the AFC to me, especially without Derrick Henry. And we'll, maybe he's back for the playoffs, you know, maybe not, but I still, I mean, it's coming down to the Patriots for me, man. Um, as the, if there's one team that I'm a little bit scared of right now, it's, it's not the bills. I don't care that they beat the Chiefs already. I'm, the way they're playing now, it's not the Bills. It's not the Titans because that offense has not been good since Derrick Henry went down. It's not the Chargers, not the Raiders. Like, it's, you know, it, it's not the Bengals. It's not the Steelers. Like, the way Bill Belichick's defense is playing, the way that running game is operating, the way Mac Jones is is, is managing the game, I, I, think, I think we may be in for another Patriots-Chiefs AFC championship game, man. I mean, we'll, we'll see. And it depends on health overall, but sure, I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the Titans will get most of those people back. 
So that's going to be that's going to be very intriguing down the road here, where the Chiefs end up seed wise will be really big because say the Patriots end up winning that round, you know, depending where the Chiefs are, the Chiefs are either playing the Patriots in the second round or they're playing the, you know, or they're playing the, the, uh, the Titans. So, I mean, it, 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 with the way things are set up right now. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but no, I mean, the, the Patriots, they're, they're the Patriots and the Chiefs are the teams on the rise right now that are going to cause a lot of teams problems. We'll see what the chargers do. Once the chiefs get another crack at them on Thursday night football, I think that'll be a different game depending on health. And if the chiefs get their offense figured out at that point, but the team that I think is really going to start faltering is going to be the Ravens. Like they've had way too many close games. If you watch them on a weekly basis, like, like I do, I mean, there's, I'm going to go look at their schedule here real quick. They all they should have lost to the Lions. If the Lions had a little bit better offense, they lose to them. They should have lost to the Colts. Um, should have lost, lost to today. Should have lost to the should have lost to the Vikings and should have lost to the Bears. So there's four additional losses that they should have. They also and they should have lost to the Chiefs too, man. Let's not forget that. I mean, yes, should have. So that's five additional losses. So I mean, in in that regard, they you know they shouldn't be where they're at right now. But they find a way to win some of those tight games, so that may pay off for them. Um, obviously, the Bears won today, not having Lamar Jackson and and Marquise Brown is going to keep that one close. But I'm just saying that some of those other games that they're on the ropes, and I mean they still got the Browns twice, they still got the Steelers, like they still got the Packers, they still got the Rams. Um, yeah, they just I think the Ravens have a really really tough road oh, yeah. to be able to maintain that number two spot with what's ahead for them. Yeah, their schedule is the exact inverse of the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs yeah. heavy lifting came here in these first 11 right. weeks. Right. And now, you know, they come out of the bye with with three home games, you know. I mean, they will have to go to Las Vegas, which they've already done. And then they'll have to go to that Thursday night game against the Chargers on December 16th. Between the Titans game and January 2nd, those are the only two times the Chiefs have to leave home, man. So, uh, look, the, I think the Chiefs are primed for a run here. I really do. Yeah, if they if they can uh, they they if they can reel off the next three against the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers like that, that'll put them in a phenomenal position because the rest they'll get from that Chargers game to go take on the Steelers and and the Bengals like that that'll that'll put them in really really good position. So these these next three get healthy, take out take out the AFC West in the next three and put yourself in phenomenal position. Yeah. And, and look, I, they need a lot of things to go right. Like, you know, they need the Ravens to lose a couple. They need the chargers to lose a couple. They need the Titans, um, you know, to lose a couple. Uh, well, they actually, they don't need the Chargers to lose a couple, uh, but you know, they need, they need the bills to lose again. But if the chiefs went out, the number one seed still in play. And if you'd have told me that a month ago, I, I would have been a little surprised um, the way, uh, given the way the Chiefs were playing and the way the season had gone, but uh, nothing's out of play. Everything that the, the Chiefs hope to accomplish for the season, other than maybe going undefeated, is still there for the taking. So, and guess uh, guess who the uh, guess who the Titans have this Sunday? Patriots, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that's a, that's a big game, and that's what I'm saying. I mean. Um, you know, I, I thought that the Saints were one of the teams. If you're looking at three losses, um, you know, then I thought the Saints were one of them that you were having to count on. Um, but you know, um, instead they they found a way to to eke that one out, and then uh, they decided to spit the bit against the Texans instead. So, 
I'm I'm interested in how that Bills Saints game is going to go on Thursday. I'm interested in the uh, I'm really interested in the Colts Bucks game. That's going to be fun to watch next Sunday. Then I'm curious about the Titans Patriots. That'll I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the Chargers Broncos this week. I'm looking forward to the Rams Packers, and then the Browns and Ravens on Sunday Night Football on NBC next Sunday. There's there's a lot of good games that are going to be that are going to be had that are going to really. This is a big week for for playoff positioning and man, if the pay, if the Patriots get that win over the Titans and they're both at eight and four at that point, Oh boy. The, the, the AFC, the AFC is going to be fun to watch the, coming down the stretch. Cause I mean, just about everything is in play right now. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch. And then Monday night, two weeks from now, Patriots versus bills. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, the bills are, I think the bills are in trouble, man. I really do. I think the Ever bills since they trouble. played the chiefs, like they have just been in a pure free fall. I mean, they didn't take a victory lap, but it's almost like they, you know, they were like, Hey, we made it to the summit. We beat the snot out of the chiefs in arrowhead. Like we're here's the Kings of the world. And the rest of the NFL was like, not so fast. And then next thing you know, they're losing nine six to Jacksonville. And and here, but here, seriously, like they they got the Saints this week, the Patriots the following week, the Buccaneers the week after that. Then they got the Panthers with the energized Cam Newton, and then they got the Patriots again. Yeah, like man, five in a row. That's that's a tough tough stretch for Buffalo coming up here. If they can just go two and three in that stretch, they're going to be doing good. Wow. Boy. Yeah. If the, if the chiefs keep stacking wins, I think you're rooting for the, the bills and Patriots to split. Um, I think that the Ravens will come back to you. And then it's a question of do the Titans stumble uh, enough to, yeah. Yeah, for the chiefs to, yeah. to get over the, to get over the hump and listen, history says they probably will. Cause they can lose to the jets or the Texans on any given Sunday. So so anyway, it, it it could be a lot of fun, and and if if we're talking about thirteen and four Chiefs team, I think we'll also be talking about a thirteen uh, about the number one seed in the AFC and the playoffs, uh, the AFC title, going through Arrowhead for a fourth straight year. I, I really think that's the way it'll go if the Chiefs can keep stacking those wins. Yep, we got a lot of football ahead of us. See where that takes us. Hopefully, it's in a good spot. All right. Well, hey, um, I got nothing else. Uh, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving and take care, kids. 